Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Droid Life Show today, episode 195. I, I hope you can see us. Uh, it is Friday, February 15th. Uh, I'm your host, Kellen, with me, Tim. Tim, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. Uh-oh, Bertzer says he can't hear audio. Is that actually true? I really hope that's just a Bertzer thing and not an us thing. Is there really no audio? Bertzer, please tell me that's just you. <laughs> We'll wait. We've only Don't been, worry. We've only been battling audio issues for three weeks. Guy Davis says he can hear. Okay. Bertzer oh, Bertzer, you. Okay. Oh, get that out. not okay. Get out, Bertzer. Bertzer banned forever after that. I just spent like a month trying to fix audio, and that's the first thing. All right. Uh, well, welcome yeah. back. Uh, apologies for being gone for so long. We really have been having just some weird stuff. I, I don't want to go into like a huge detail on it, but... Our setup is slightly more complicated than it used to be with just Hangouts. And one of the applications, Discord to be exact, had an issue with video. And then that switched to having an audio problem. Anyway, it's been uh, it's been some hell. So anyway, it's good to be back. We're back. It's great we're to be back. Trying episode 195 <laughs> again. Actually, we're using Skype's preview version now. I think the video quality actually might be better than Discord. Let us know. Uh, on that but i i think the, it looks better on my end so anyways uh good to be back uh this week's uh show lots of stuff to talk about i mean there's been like a month of stuff we haven't been able to talk to you guys about but we will uh we'll dive into some stuff like new google hardware rumors and reports out there galaxy s10 is obviously launching next week uh we've got lots of g8 stuff to talk about uh motorola has some stuff in the works and uh trivia is indeed back. Uh, the sponsor this week, possibly for a, a number of weeks, is uh, the fine folks at Aki who make all sorts of accessories. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about Aki and uh, what we're giving away? Yeah, absolutely. Aki. So this week, um, the generous folks at Aki sent over five. Yes, one, two, three, four, five. Uno, dos, tres, cinco, cuatro. Uh, B60 wireless earbuds. So these earbuds are part of their key series. And so basically what Aki is doing with the key series is they are implementing as much of that new, new tech, that awesome stuff as they can in a very affordable package. So the B60 Bluetooth 5, magnetic switch, deep bass, uh, got a pretty comfortable fit. I've been uh, using a pair myself and they're actually not too bad on the old dog walks. Uh, eight hours of playback. Uh, sweat and water resistance, noise isolation, and USB-C for recharging needs. So I really, uh, I'm digging the B60s, and we've got five pairs of them to give away for trivia today. That is correct. So when we get to trivia at the end of the show, I, I know it's been so long, we've probably all forgotten how this works. Trivia at the end of the show, we'll give away all five of those. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I know everyone says also that the audio sounds different. It, we're using completely different audio setup, so we're going to have to work on making that better and, and deeper we're and there. all that yeah. stuff. So, again, yeah. like our whole system like almost crashed from whatever we were using for like eight months. So we're uh, we got to fine-tune. But it's working now. It just may not sound quite as good. So, <clears throat> anyways. We really just wanted to get back in the swing yeah. of things. <laughs> Yes, he's got like Tim's a touch loud and he's not loud on my end. So, yeah. And I know mine definitely seems lower in audio where his looks higher on it. There's lots going on. And uh, I I, want to be loud. It's fine. I like being loud. I can probably make myself slightly louder. I don't know if this will work, actually. I'm probably going to break something on air. Don't do it. I know. I don't don't know. Hopefully, I just made myself loud. All right. So, anyway, let's jump into some topics. 
we'll stop talking about all of our uh, technical our problems. Yeah. Technical difficulties. <laughs> all right. So, um, there's, there's a new Google report this week for in terms of hardware and uh, we don't necessarily learn all that, all that much new. Um, but it's sort of another report reaffirming some beliefs we already had. So the, the reports from the Nikkei Asian review and, uh, basically all they said was you can expect this year, uh, a pixel watch possibly. I mean, we heard that last year, but pixel watch, um, the new cheap pixels or Google phones, they didn't actually refer to them as pixel phones, but new Google cheap Google phones, which we've seen leaked multiple, multiple times now. Uh, and then a refreshed Google home, just the regular one. We, you know, the max doesn't need to be refreshed yet. The mini probably doesn't, but the original home definitely needs a refreshing. So we could get that. And then Google could release its uh, first smart cam. Um, or maybe that just means under Nest, but I kind of doubt it. My guess is that we're going to get a Google sort of Wi-Fi security camera under like a Google Home branding or something like that. So they didn't have many details on any of this stuff. Uh, it just is another report that says all of these things are coming. I think it's one of the first times you've heard that a new Google Home might be coming though. Uh, so, you know, it's fairly big news. I, I don't really have much else to add because their report just said these things are coming. <laughs> there wasn't like, Here's the possible price. I think we all know October is probably a good bet for if there's a watch and a new Google Home and a cam. I'm kind of confused, though, what Google's doing with these cheaper phones. Like Maybe they'll show up at MWC in like two weeks. But these like Pixel 3 Lite phones that we keep referring to them as, um, they've, I mean, Russians have had them again for like two months. And so you kind of go, all right, these, these have got to be coming soon. And they also are very Pixel 3-ish. So I don't know why Google would hold on to them until the Pixel 4 is here or whatever that's going to be called. So there's a chance we see cheaper Pixel phones soon. The other stuff I'd imagine at a big Pixel event, if that makes sense. All right, um, sort of related news. Um, who was it that put the report out? Oh, Strategy Analytics said um, the Pixel smartphone brand is the fastest growing smartphone brand in the US. Now, can I just say like, who else would it be? <laughs> You could potentially say OnePlus, I guess, if if they yeah. were in that. But everyone else has been around forever and no one else is growing, right? Like Samsung's not growing. LG's certainly not growing. HTC's not growing. So I saw the report was like, oh, it's, that's cool. Pixel people are like, you know, finding out about Pixel. But like, who else is growing? Who Like Sony's not growing. <laughs> HTC's not HTC's growing. Not. LG's not growing. Yeah, none of those companies no, are doing well, so... It's just an exciting headline. Yeah. I don't think like the story itself is not very, you know, valuable because it's just sort of like a an assumption thing. I guess it's a good thing to know that Pixel is catching on, right? People are adopting the Pixel, and I, you know, I see just regular old people out in the world with Pixels. My aunt, the most disconnected woman possibly in in the tech realm. Uh, texted me and was like, hey, should I get a Galaxy or a Pixel? And I was like, what the you know, You know Pixel? Like, get a Pixel. Yeah. Pixel's awesome. Yeah. So it's just cool that people are aware. And other than that, I don't think the story is, you know, it's very cool, but it's a great headline. Great, well, I think even great when you wrote Netflix. it up, you said, look, they don't even register in the top five globally, but sure, no. their, their brand is growing. I, I mean, exactly. I guess that's like what Google needs to work on is the brand of it, people recognizing that stuff, but you're right. It was mostly just like a headline kind of thing. It's a great headline. Yeah. Something we could reference back to if we need to. Yeah. I'm a forward thinker. The people are loving it. Uh, also, in sort of related news, Google in the last, 
I mean, I can't even keep track of how many stories behind we are with you guys. But um, about a week ago, Google, uh, somebody found, was it a, uh, it was a job listing, right? And it said that Google's looking for a VP of hardware and design manager for wearables. Correct. That could mean they're for sure building a Pixel watch. I mean, if they're looking for this person now, (laughs) you have to wonder if they're actually building one or if that's like a two-year plan. Um, it could also just mean that maybe uh, that's somebody that could work with partners to better their, you know, because like in, Wear OS is kind of this platform where Google, well, they don't have their own hardware. So they like work with their partners, I think, to like test out new things like rotating crowns and things like that. Right. And then we know they just bought some tech from Fossil in order to sort of open that up for all the other hardware. So kind of going back a little bit there, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this, but Google bought some technology from Fossil that Fossil was gonna put in their smartwatches. And Google found it valuable enough that they paid, it wasn't like billions, but it was like a couple hundred million or something. It was like 50 million, it wasn't a, I mean, it, it, it was enough, yeah, pretty penny. It, it was enough. So, and Google said, look, we're, we're not gonna just keep this um, to ourselves, we're going to make this available to everyone. So we don't know what it is. It's like some super secret tech. But so when I see that Google's hiring a manager for wearables, I kind of go, all right, that could mean they're building, or it could be because they're doing stuff like this, like acquiring pieces of hardware technology to open up. Maybe they're going that route, but I'm hoping that they just build their own watch. That would be, I mean, that's what I think we hope for. However, um, if Wear OS and all the devices that are already available are any indicator, I don't know how well they could, how better they could make Wear OS to make it like a true, a true competitor uh, to the One Watch uh, from the the Apple company <laughs> uh, uh, to make it compete on that level. I mean, you see that device on everybody's wrist, and yeah. I don't see Mary Wear, I don't see many Wear OS devices kind of out in the wild. Like, what what are you gonna do? Uh, to really get people to pay attention to you. Uh, yeah. There's, they're so far behind is I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how do they play catch up? That's exactly what I was about to say. They're so manner. far behind. They tried to do the thing where, which they did with Android phones where they said, look, we just want partners to make and sell these and take over the world. And it didn't work because all the Wear OS watches early on ran bad hardware bad chips they were powered poorly all that stuff and apple was like look our first like the first gen apple watch i don't think was great like battery life was bad i don't think performance is good but they've continued to improve it and they it's the apple watch like you said you see them everywhere whereas google was like we're gonna rely on our partners to build great watches and no one built great watches and i would put a lot of that blame on them tying themselves to qualcomm so tightly and saying qualcomm we're gonna rely on your chips so there's there's a bunch of issues there, but yeah, for them to now possibly get into it, uh, number one, are they just going to use the Qualcomm Snapdragon Wear 3100? Because if they do, like their watch won't be that good. I'm sorry, there's that chip is absolutely a bust, and I'm wearing a watch with it right now. But there's nothing so far that's extremely beneficial about this chip. So unless there's a new chip, or Google finally builds its own, I just don't like. If they make a Pixel watch that runs the 3100, like who cares? Right. So Sean Tillman makes an excellent point in the chat. He says wearables is more than a watch though. Totally agree. Um, you know, Fitbit is doing just fine. You know, they aren't making a Wear OS device and they sell millions of units most likely. Um, so you can make like a wearable, like a fitness wearable thing that maybe like has some EKG functionality. I mean, like Apple just uh, killed it with the last one. 
the fact that uh, you've got something that can make sure your heart's ticking right and all that stuff. Like any any of these have like a heart rate monitor, but the fact that they've got like a little mobile EKG system going on is pretty damn impressive. So whatever Google's going to do, whether it's in fitness wearables or a smart watch, um, it's got to compete. It's got to be as good, if not better, uh, than the Apple Watch, in my opinion. It's going to be tough to get there, especially sure. since if Google does build one, this will be a first gen and, and Apple's on what, fourth? Gonna going on fifth gen Apple Watch or something. So yeah, Tell Google me. Glass, Google Glass two. Scott Washington in the chat says yes. Google Glass is coming back. We got a wearable manager. <laughs> Never gonna be ready for that, but yeah, maybe. Uh, and then sort of a related story. This was even longer ago. I think when we were gonna do our first show and everything went to hell. Um, two new code names from a Google source showed up: Salmon and Madaka. Both fish, oh, no. obviously. Delicious. Uh, the developer behind Launcher Launcher actually was the first to spot them and is under the impression that these might be smaller Pixel Watch-ish kind of devices. And the little Madaka fish, just this little baby fish. So sure, it could be a watch, I guess. Uh, sure. We don't know. We have no idea what these two devices are, but those have kind of been the rumor floated out there that they could be uh, code names for watches. So. Wow. Salmon. That's great. Salmon. Sake. Yeah. Love it. So uh, that's pretty much it for Google News. Let's talk a little bit about Samsung since they kind of have a big uh, big something going on next week. Samsung. Uh, so if you haven't been following at all the world of tech, Samsung will announce the Galaxy S10, S10 Plus, and S10e next week. Uh, wow. Actually, February 20th to be exact. Uh, what is that, Wednesday? It's Wednesday, right? Next Wednesday? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Next Wednesday. We're pretty sure they will also show off a working version of their foldable phone. I don't know that anyone's expecting them to announce pre-orders or launch or anything, right? We just think we'll get the one maybe not in the case so we can actually see what it looks like, possibly. 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 Uh, Then they will also announce uh, three in their uh, kind of wearables, Fitness Realm, a new Galaxy Watch called the Galaxy Sport Active. Uh, then a new Galaxy Buds, which will just replace the awesomely named Gear Icon X, whatever whatever that means. Uh, and then also sort of a new Gear Fit looking device. So uh, those were all actually outed by um, by Samsung yesterday. They Themselves. Their Galaxy wearable app. Uh, but for the Galaxy S10, since we've last talked to you, there's all sorts of stuff. So specs, uh, I believe it was GSM Arena got images of a spec dump that... Uh, lays out every single spec you could ask for from the AMOLED displays that are Infinity O with the punch outs um, to resolution to pixels per inch to processors and RAM and storage options. And we're talking anywhere from 8 gig RAM to 12 gig RAM and up to one terabyte of storage. Um, Battery capacities that aren't really wowing me. I mean, the S10 Plus supposedly will have a 4,100 milliamp hour battery, which is a good size, but the regular S10's at 34 and the S10 E's at 31. Those aren't small. They're just not large. They're they're probably fine. Uh, But we've got details on the triple camera setups on the S10, S10 Plus, as well as the dual camera setup on the S10 E. Um, We're expecting that under glass ultrasonic fingerprint reader in the S10 and S10 Plus, and then a side power button reader in the S10 E. I'm a big fan of the side side power fingerprint reader. No. No, I know you're not. 
I, I don't mind it. Uh, but then otherwise, uh, it's kind of what we expect, right? We've seen these things leak. And we now have like official press renders everywhere from like the guys that win future and then Ev leaks have posted. I mean, they're they're everywhere. We know what the colors, we know exactly what these things are going to look like. They just look like an evolution on the last couple of years of Samsung phones and, and probably in a good way. I mean, these are all display with little punch outs. They, they look pretty nice. Um, specifically ceramic versions. What are these called now? They have like a really something luxurious ceramic. What's it called? Luxurious ceramic white and luxurious ceramic black. Ah, uh, yes. Potentially so, the hottest Samsung yeah. phones to ever hit yeah. the face of the earth. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, seriously, ceramic. So, uh, we've got pictures. So we, we, we'd seen rumors of the names and stuff mentioning the ceramic and that they might be stupidly expensive. And then we got a picture of them. And, and the picture obviously is not going to do the ceramic justice. Um, so the guys at my smart price posted a picture. That's a, it's a comparison of the prism white to the ceramic. I'm sorry, the luxurious ceramic white. Uh, and so the, pr- the prism white will be just glass, normal Samsung phone. It looks hot too. It's kind of like a multicolored white. It, it oh, looks it's kinda, hot. It looks kind of pearlish. Yeah. It, yeah. it looks pretty nice. And the ceramic white just looks like a plain white phone in a photograph. But should you get that in your hand, uh, what, what did you compare it to? The OnePlus X was ceramic, right? OnePlus X was ceramic. And then, of course, the essential, the essential phone. phone. Yeah. So if you haven't held either of those phones, they're two of the better feeling phones. And, and you yeah. know, you guys know that Tim and I have talked about the essential phone for you know, enough. Yeah. <laughs> And, and part of the reason we loved it so much is the way it felt in hand. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with the ceramic. Like, it adds a nice weight. So, like, yep. this luxurious ceramic S10 is going to be a heavy phone, I would think. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, the but, essential phone. It's yeah, still good. But it has a nice weight to it, right? Like, that's what yes. I think I loved so much. Like, the essential phone feel. it's actually a pretty small phone. And then it doesn't feel small. It feels like it has this weight to it. So... Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the ceramic versions of the S10. Is it just S10 Plus is the only one in the luxurious ceramic? Correct. Not only is it only the S10 Plus, but it's limited. We we were thinking, we're hearing reports that it's going to be limited to the 512, or uh, excuse me, the 12 gig storage and the one, one terabyte, terabyte storage. Oh 12 gig RAM, one terabyte storage. God, I hate that we're doing like all the way up to... That's so nuts. It's so insane. So we're, you know, so ceramic hardware, one terabyte storage in a smartphone, 12 gigs of RAM, 1500 bucks, maybe. It's I mean, it's so expensive. Yeah, it's going to be so expensive. But, um, pre, you know, so we, we already know that Samsung is willing to offer you $550 of trade in value yeah. for a Galaxy Note 9 or a Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus. Yep. So maybe the phone will be like a thousand dollars and that's and you're back to you're still in the insanity insanity oh, realm boy. but a better insanity realm so that <laughs> i've already got my note 9 getting it all polished up and wiped and all that so i can send it back to samsung for that sweet trade-in value because i mean we gotta get a ceramic s9 <laughs> s10 plus in this house i do, got want, to. I do want a ceramic one just because I know how awesome they are. I'm trying yeah. to find out what some other the uh, trade values are. So, yeah, t- what Tim was mentioning is uh, Samsung is already running a reservation system where you, really all you're doing is putting in your name and email address, and you can technically reserve an S10 or S10+. Plus. You don't actually pick a device. You just are saying, I want to buy one of these phones, and you announce them. Um, and if you put your name in on the system, you will get... Uh, 
up to 550 when you trade in an eligible device. Uh, March 8th is when they expect to ship these to you. Um, so if you were wondering when the phone is launching March 8th, um, and then you also get access to a $50 instant credit on accessories. Um, <laughs> so 550 is that's probably, I think that's their biggest trade in they've ever. Uh, yes. so, good. so with the note nine, they offered 450 on, I think an S nine or maybe even a note eight, if you traded those in, but now they're doing 550 for a note nine S nine plus and the regular S nine and the note eight. That's incredible. Yeah. You can trade in a note eight and get 550 off the S 10. Um, if you have an S eight plus, you're looking at 300 off and S eight's also 300. And then the S sevens are down to about to 150. But if you have a note eight, you want to get rid of that bad boy. It's like a year and a half old. You get 550 towards a galaxy S 10. So, yeah, uh, you may want to put your name in on there just because what they're going to do is email you the minute you can pre-order. Um, and it says like delivery by March 8th while supplies last. And that's what I can't imagine with 8,000 variants that this thing's really going to be that hard to buy. But you never know. What's the trade in value for an S8 and S8 Plus? I think it was 300. Yeah. 300. S8 Plus 300. I mean, that's S8 Active 300. S8 300. It's not bad. I don't know what you can do with that on Swappa. Phone right now but it's going to be similar to that and at least for samsung like it's guaranteed you don't have to wait to sell it and hope that someone buys it like just it's not a bad option you know if you don't need the s10 plus with one terabyte of storage in the ceramic but if you just bought a pixel 3 or pixel 3 xl they'll give you 550 for those too if you want to ditch your brand new pixel 3 or 3 xl they'll give you 550 that's pretty good. Pixel 2, 2 XL, 300 a piece. I mean, they jack the prices up on these on purpose because right. they never give you that much. Let's what about what about an LG G7? An LG G7, they are not accepting those. <laughs> how, wait, how is, wait, no, 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 hold on. There's <laughs> something rude. wrong there. Because they are rude. taking the G5 and G6. They'll give you 300 oh, bucks for a G6. But the G7 is not listed as a phone. If you have a V40, they'll give you 550 for it. Hey, that's pretty good. But a V30 is only worth 150. Something's wrong. I think their G6 and G5 are supposed to be G7. G6 and G7. And G7 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no HTC Thunderbolts are on there or anything like that. No, no. So they will take some Motorola phones, Moto Z, Z2, and Z3, but they only want they'll only give you 150 for any of them. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, iPhones. So iPhone all the way down to the iPhone eight, they will give you five fifty. Dang. Yep. Uh, Mizzou Mike, triple uh, O, is saying I've heard that Samsung is ripping people off on trade in value on perfectly good phones. So there's three things that you have to do when you're sending in your phone to make sure you get that that full value. Uh, if you can wipe the device, make sure it's clean and fresh when they send it back. Uh, no cracks in the display. I'm guessing that also includes some type of like hardware. Like there's no hardware imperfections. Uh, and then what's the third? Um, you Did should you say turn on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be able to turn it on. So yeah. turn it on, wipe it, and nothing's cracked and broken. Yeah. Um, I think we did this last year. I think We've I done sent this in multiple times. I think. Yeah, I, 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 I sent yeah. in an S8 Plus for the Note Nine, uh, and because they had a great trade in value, and I didn't have any problems. Um, that's just because the S8 Plus was just sitting on my desk for a year and never really kind of picked up any damage or anything. But yeah, no water damage, as Ben Jacobs in the chat mentions. Yep. So I, th- I think, you know, if you want to uh, record, you know, what you're sending in, 
make sure that it's wiped. I think I took a video because we heard issues of this before last year's launch as well. So I, I recorded a video of like the phone just being wiped free of cracks and all that. And then me putting it into the actual envelope to ship it off to Samsung just to make sure like, okay, if they want to give me a hard time about it, mm-hmm. I've got proof. So I would just, you know, if your phone meets all of those qualifications and all that, like you shouldn't really run into a problem, but you could always, you know, take a video or two pictures or something. So that's up to you though. Yeah. I think when, whenever you get a new phone launch, uh, we've seen this with Google's trade-in program too. These companies get these waves of trade-ins at the same time and they certainly run into some issues, mix-ups with phones and labeling things wrong and designating phones to be wrong. That has happened if that's what you're referring to in the chat. Uh, all we can go with is what what's happened with us. And I think we've probably done one of Samsung's trade in things like probably three or four times now. I know I've done it a couple. So, and I, I haven't had any issues. Uh, and their trade program is great because they give you the money off like today. Like while you're ordering the phone, they take the price off and then you send in your phone, basically just proving that you weren't lying about it. And then they look at your phone and then they check you off and that's it. You just kind of go forward. So it's like, it's the best trading program for sure. But I mean, people could be running into issues. I, Tim and I just haven't. So yeah, same thing with Google. I haven't run into a problem with Google's trade in, trade in my Panda uh, this year for the, or last year for the three and uh, everything was fine. So yeah. you just have to, you got to be meticulous, keep your phone safe while you're using it. And just, you know, I, now that this whole trade in value thing is like a thing that OEMs are doing to sell phones. I am even more conscientious of how I treat my phone and what I'm doing with it to like, okay, don't make sure that it's not broken by the time the next one comes around so I can trade it in. So there's something you got to be aware of. We haven't talked about pricing yet. And to be honest, I haven't really followed all of the pricing leaks and rumors. What's the regular S10 supposed to be priced at? Do we know? I haven't seen that. I thought we may have seen pricing on that, but it was like 950 bucks or something. Something kind of insane. That is kind of insane. Because remember last year with the from the S8 to the S9, we were wondering how much more expensive it was, and then it was 25 bucks cheaper. Cheaper. Remember that? Yeah. And so, and it was what 725. It wasn't the S9 was actually well well priced. I thought. Well, that's why I'm not really putting much, you know, effort into the reports that we're seeing right, right now, especially, and it's always been European pricing and that never like, and all they do is convert the euro to the US dollar. And that's never how it that works. That never happens. Yeah. No. So I'm just not even paying attention. Yeah, I think that's kind of why I've ignored it too. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is, is uh, if the pricing is, I, they're, look, they're going to, they've upgraded these phones. Like there's a third camera and the new Infinity O display and stuff. There is some upgrades there. Um, and everyone keeps talking about how component pricing keeps going up. So I'm just wondering, it, it, like, let's say it's 850 or something like that. 550 off, you get a brand new S10 for 350 bucks or 300 bucks. That would be a hell of a deal. So hell of a deal. So, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Because then your trade in value the following year is going to be more than what you paid for. Seriously. It. So it I mean, it's be. like it's the greatest investment you could make <laughs> in terms of smartphones. Yeah. Not bad. Zach Webb says regular S10 930 euro, so it could be 950 in the U.S. It could very well be. It's um, entirely so, possible. So 550 off that. Even then, you're talking 400 bucks for a brand new S10. That's a pretty damn good deal. Pretty damn good deal. Yeah. Now, also, so we have seen this phone, the S10, the colors, the ceramic, etc. What are you feeling? We know One UI. You've you've been sort of positive about One UI. How are you feeling about Samsung right now? 
in 2019 in terms of your own personal adoption. I can't remember of what I said about the S9. I can't remember if I was excited about the S9. I remember you were a little bit. Yeah, I remember being excited about the S. Actually, I think the S9, I think I didn't really care, to be honest. Uh, maybe the Note kind of had The S8, I remember being excited about the S8 because we knew they were going to do their first version of like an all-display front, and they put the <laughs> fingerprint reader on the back, even though it was poorly placed. I remember being excited about that. The S9, I think I just kind of assumed it was going to be much more of the same. These ones, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for because we're possibly getting an ultrasonic fingerprint reader under the display, which will be should be miles better than the crappy one in the OnePlus 6T that frustrated me. I like One UI much more than any Samsung software to date. So, you know, like one of the things that always holds me back from using Samsung phones is I just don't like their software. I kind of like One UI. I think I could probably get used to it. I think I could use it. Um, obviously, once I get done reviewing it and then slap all my own customizations on it, I could, it could because like the notification styling and setting styling and stuff, I don't mind in One UI. So the hardware... I mean, like the notch thing in the display, I think that'll be totally fine. I'll be fine with that. What I don't, what I think I don't really like, I actually have an S9 here. And what I think I've admitted to in recently is that this kind of all glass curvy stuff, I just don't really like that much anymore. And I'm not going to go with the S10e, which has the flat front. You know, I can't do that because it doesn't have the full camera setup and all that stuff. So I, I think I'm going to get probably a little bit annoyed at having to hold this in my hand all the time for whatever reason. But generally i think i'm pretty excited about this phone and i don't think i was about the s9 and i remember the s9 like i think the s8 i used most of the year when that phone dropped the s9 i was done with the s9 the minute i was done reviewing it i haven't really used it much since other than to like test stuff and play with one ui so s10 i I think i'm actually i think i'm actually a little excited i think i'm ready to try something and the pixel 3 has been okay i don't think i love the pixel 3 (laughs) So okay. I kind of am ready to just play with something else for a while. There you go. And, you know, the G8's not interesting me at all. So The what? Yeah, oh, exactly. LG. Which we'll talk Poor about LG. Later. They're about to get... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk about it and then we can go Yeah, personal. I want to talk about one more thing with Samsung. So um, this video surfaced this week of someone holding an S10 with a, with a uh, screen protector on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> It's got the screen protector that has a giant hole in the bottom front of the of the protector so that you can use the in-display fingerprint reader. Uh, my my hope is that this is not the norm, that this is just some garbage screen protector company and like this is the only way they could get their crappy plastic fingerprint reader to work. I'm hoping that somebody comes out with one, like a glass one or something that lets you use that ultrasonic fingerprint reader through a screen protector. And, and I'm not a screen protector. I will not put one on there, but I know a whole bunch of our readers like screen protectors and I yep. hope that they all don't have to have a hole in their screen protector. Can you imagine? Like, it makes my skin crawl a little bit. Like, thinking, like, swiping your thumb across a hole in a screen protector all day long. I, there's no way in hell. I would, there's no way in hell I would ever do that. You shouldn't have to need to do that. I thought the reason for the ultrasonic under display was so that it could beam right through okay. screen protectors and stuff like that. So, I just have to assume that, um, you know, this this company was being a little greasy. <laughs> And uh, so trying to bad. sell some ugly protectors or something. So bad. So bad. But uh, yeah, I, I just I 
I don't want to believe that that's what's happening. There's no way Zag and Samsung no. are going to be working together to make some $50 screen protector yeah. that doesn't have a cutout. Right. Could you right, imagine? Sure. I mean, could you really imagine? There's no way. There's no way. There's no way this could be a thing. Yeah. No. It, they sh- if every company should just be mocked if that's the case. But That's uh, fake news. Yeah. Get them out of here. Ho- I'll pay the it, legal fees. I hope it doesn't happen. So. Ridiculous. Uh, so, uh... That's pretty much it. Samsung, February 20th. That's um, coming up. We're going to be there. Yeah, so it's in San Francisco. Tim and I will both be down there for that. Uh, so so Wednesday, that means they'll announce it. And then probably, I don't think it'll be that night. Don't you think it'll be Friday his pre-orders will open? Or will it be that night? Actually, sometimes they do it at midnight. Because oftentimes, you <laughs> and I are at the event in New York. And we're flying back at like 11 o'clock at night. And pre-orders open up while we're on like a terrible a flight. flight with Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. So it you could see pre-orders immediately on Wednesday, and then March eighth is when they should arrive. And they could arrive early. In the last couple of releases, if you pre-ordered, people have gotten phones days early. So if you do pre-order right away, you may have your phone before March eighth. This is gonna be a hot one. Um, you know, with that prism white, with the hole punch displays, no notches. I mean, Samsung just skipped the notch. They said, you know what? These guys are wrong. We're just going to stick with our kind of minimal bezeled look, infinity displays. Now we got Infinity O. Uh, I, I don't know if this phone is going to like reverse the negative trend that Samsung's technically on, right? Because either everyone has a Samsung already, but right. I think these phones are going to be popular. Uh, don't know how popular, but I feel like at least Samsung fans are really going to like these phones. I don't know yeah. if the Pixel fanboys are going to switch over, but... Probably Samsung I mean, fans will be happy. I mean, how it works with people that are Pixel fanboys or like me is I'll get this phone and sure, it'll be running Pi out of the box. Sure. And then in March, they're going to drop the Android Q first beta or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so going to go, oh, well, I, yeah. I need that. And so <laughs> I'll put that on my Pixel 3 and then I'll wave goodbye to Samsung. Like, that's how it works. And, and, and that might be slightly unfair because why would Samsung put an Android Q beta on their phone? So it's kind of, a, in what? a way, unfair. Interesting. Well, that's true because last year we got like the Essential phone, yeah. and OnePlus phone, and a Xiaomi phone. They were all on that They were on beta. that. Yeah, P, that's interesting. Beta. So we'll have to see how that goes this year. Like Essential's basically gone, but OnePlus, are they going to be back in there? Yeah. I, I kind of doubt Samsung will. I kind of doubt that too, only because there's so many. Yeah, that. Um, Also, so the S9 carrier models just received Pi, correct, this month? Yes. Yeah. So, and Pi, the first beta was released in March of last year. Mm -hmm. So, almost a full year uh, from first beta to release for those phones. That's pretty incredible. I mean, that's not, (laughs) it's not great. Samsung. They, they were months doing early better. this year, though. They did it at the end of January, early. early February. Early, they were like two months earlier than they were for the S9. So I'll give them. I'll give them credit there. A little course, credit the, where the it's unlocked due, phone. Like still this. Not great. So this is the unlocked S9. I've been running the Pi Beta on this since the first one dropped in what, like October, November, November, I think. And uh, it's still running beta, but all the carrier variants, all updated to stable Pi. This thing, though, which was one of the test phones, still on a beta. It's garbage. Don't buy the unlocked ones. There's no, oh, there's, yeah. there's no benefit to them, right? Not anymore, you, no. With Samsung's unlocked phones, there's no benefit to owning that. Other than, like, sure, you could jump between carriers, which no one does anyway, I don't think. 
because uh, you certainly aren't getting updates faster. That's for sure. Unless you want to test the betas. I guess there you go. If you want to be a part of the beta test, you do get in on those. You just don't get stable software. So yeah. I guess you got to decide. Do you want to? If you want to run the jank, no. I don't want to be Samsung's guinea pig. That uh-huh. might be worthy of a post. Just like, hey, PSA, don't buy unlocked Samsung phones anymore. Let that be. That's that's clicks. I'm a click master. We love, that's... We love the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get out of here, Samsung. Yeah. So that's Samsung stuff. Next week, big Samsung week. Huge. Huge. Huge Samsung week. All right. So uh, the following week after that will be, well, LG will hope that it will be their week. It's it's MWC the following week. And they will announce the LG G8 ThinQ, not Think. Um, so they've started teasing it. Well, first of all, this is kind of, this is such a weird story. So uh, around the time when our show died, um, we got our first look at what we thought could possibly be the LG G8. And they were 3D CAD renders from OnLeaks, right? So we posted those. And I think I wrote like, if this is it, well, that sucks kind of thing. Well, And uh, LG's uh, communications boss um, like retweeted us, like quote tweeted us and said like, calm down these are just what did he say they're just some sort of render speculative renders (laughs) they're speculative renders so you know a handful of us in the media went all right buddy i mean you're you're the guy if you're saying this is not the phone then uh maybe maybe it's not the phone and then on leaks was kind of like yeah i didn't i don't know that it's actually the gh i know it's just this upcoming phone just assumed it was and so we went oh okay well then like two days later xda posts images like official looking press renders of the G8 ThinQ. And it's the phone that on leaks posted that this communications guy shot down. And then this week, Ev leaks posted another set of photos that says, here's the, it's the phone, right? It's the, unless phone. like LG is pulling some miraculous, like switcheroo. Scheme. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the G8 ThinQ. So, um, they've been teasing it and they said that it's going to have a really special, um, selfie cam. Uh-huh. That will do facial recognition in like advanced ways without downgrading the actual selfie camera experience. Um, and then they also said that the display features a crystal sound OLED. Uh, it basically turns your OLED display into a helpful little speaker diaphragm. So uh, you get stereo sound that kind of vibrates through your display. Um, there's also a bottom firing speaker and they also have the boom box hollow chamber thing. So this should be just a sound King. I think if, if what they're saying oh, is, is true, uh, hi-fi DAC is back. DTSX 3d surround sound and QA support. So, you know, they're bringing back the audio, uh, the, the phone and the renders we've seen, which aren't official, of course, they show a phone that looks a lot like the V40 has the same notch. Um, sort of the G7 too, probably more the V40. Uh, it, you know, it it doesn't look terrible. It just feels like it's going to be six months behind everyone by the time it launches in terms of design. Um, they also and it does have a headphone of, jack. It does have a headphone jack, correct? Um, so they tease in some sort of little video. Um, they showed like a hand waving around, like um, like a piece of paper or something. And so we're thinking there might be some sort of advanced like gesture support or something with it too. Um, and then, you know, 
there's a report that there will be a detachable screen. <laughs> you remember that report? It's been so yes. long. A little bit. Yeah, there was a report that said there's going to be some sort of a detachable second screen for the G. Well, they didn't say the G8. We just assumed they were talking about the G8, I think. I have no idea if that's going to happen. I don't know that it makes sense for LG to go back to being modular. I've actually got the G8 right here. Well, I got the G7 ThinQ and the V40 ThinQ. You just kind of combine them. If you mold them together. Well, yeah, so you, you, you just got the rotate the camera and the G7 to being horizontal and you have a G8. Yeah. Is basically how that works. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, V40, really nice phone. It's I actually nice really phone. like it quite a bit. You know, the notch, eh, no big deal. I don't, I'm not really a notch hater. Uh, in 2018, that is. Uh, 2019, huge notch hater. Absolutely. I mean, you got to move away from it. Huawei is doing it. Samsung's doing it. Just get out of the notch game. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like LG's uh, doing it again with the old G8 thin Q. Yeah, you kind of had some words for LG this week. Yeah, well, I, you know, I thought I was being nice. Um, so what did I say? I was actually going to pull that up. So I said positive support, I sort of. I mean, you're exactly. giving them ideas. Exactly. So I said LG needs a winner in 2019 more than ever because we keep hearing about their mobile division, how they're losing money. Meanwhile, TV, home entertainment division, home appliances, all, all other parts of the company are doing well. It's like they have this, uh, you know, what's that word for a twin that's like attached, vestigial, or uh, anyway, some type of twin that's yeah. is, is just hanging there. Um, so... Uh, I, you know, I went over the issues that I have with the GA being the notch, kind of just the overall design that hasn't really been changed at all. Um, you know, the skin uh, that really needs to be kind of switched up. And then so I gave them the free advice. I said, you guys need to maybe take the essential phone and sort of a one plus approach where advanced features are just kind of built on top of sort of a, uh, a stock Android software experience. Uh, maybe a bit like even a Pixel, you know, where Pixel is not stock Android anymore. It's sort of like a, it's a special sort of tweaked version of what is essentially a stock Android OS. Um, so they can do all that. Maybe they can push updates quicker. And that's really sort of the main thing. Just take a new approach to software. And, you know, LG and Google seem to have a really good relationship where LG has built in a dedicated Google Assistant button and they love Google Assistant. They were the first OEM to ship a phone with Nougat out of the box. So we know that LG and Google go way back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why not? Why You know, is anyone at Google kind of, you know, hinting to LG that like, hey, well, you guys should like change something up, you know, do something a little different because uh, things aren't working over there. But uh, they've been playing this musical chairs with executives mm-hmm. and who, no idea who's even running the mobile division anymore. See, it changes once a year. So something's got to happen. And now that we basically know what to expect from the GA, I'm not overly confident in their ability to like have a comeback year. Um, and then we've also heard reports about the V50 thin Q whose claim to fame will be 5g. And as we, we do know that 5g in the U S right now is not, that great uh and it's going to be a little while uh, until it's a real marketable like a real thing a tangible thing that people can like oh i got 5g you know back in the day when 4g was a thing i remember it hit portland you said i gotta go to the airport because i gotta see what this 4g hype is about because that's where the 4g tower was or whatever 
And it was like a big deal. 4G was like awesome, but we're not there with 5G yet. And uh, so to launch a phone just to say you're the first with 5G, not a great idea in my book. So LG, I don't. I think 2019 is going to be another really rough year for LG. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they can, sure they could probably afford it, but I want to say they can't afford it. Uh, they lost so much money last year. Yeah. The phone division lost so much money. It's been rough. While so everyone else gotta... in the company is doing well, the phone business is just getting crushed. Got to keep pushing them in the right direction. That's all we can do. Yeah. Uh, just, just quickly, a couple of comments. Well, Brett Wright said they're going to call the new UI ThinQ UI. Uh, Sean Tillman said, uh, so LG's mobile division is like a skin tag of the company hanging there <laughs> and useless. <laughs> so messed up. Yeah. So messed up. Uh, and we just got a donation from Rick Cockrell. Dropped five bucks. Says, welcome yeah. back, guys. Thank you so much, Rick. Also, I saw Gary Fleshner uh, said, uh, I think he said thank you just a minute ago. And he dropped a donation. And it says it was only 20 minutes ago. But I don't. I think it was like days or weeks ago. And Gary yeah. said, down payment on a new rig for Kellen. <laughs> thank you, Gary. Thank you, Rick, for the, for the donation. Oh, Thank you very much. <laughs> it's it's not a computer problem. It was a software problem. Just yes. throwing that out there. I'm blaming all the software, not even my setup. But anyways, thanks for the donation. Uh, yeah. I, so I just kind of wish that LG would push, like you said, the cleans the clean way, the essential, the 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 one plus way. And we saw the G7 launch as an Android one version. I, and and I, I don't know that the right idea is just to like call yourself an Android One phone because that's extra branding, right? Like no one wants the G8 ThinQ Android One. No one wants that, right? And I don't know that we want the G8 Android One. Like I feel kind of bad for these companies that if they take the Android One program, they have to say Android One often on the end of their phone. And, and I guess maybe not necessarily because I don't think Nokia does. I think they're all Android mm-hmm. One, and I don't know that they have to brand that. Either way, what I'm saying is I think LG should go – like what they're doing and what they've been doing for years, it's not working. They're not selling phones. They're having hundreds of millions of losses, right, like by the quarter or by the year at least. You should do something new. And maybe that new is, like you kind of said, go clean Android and do updates. And then you can add some stuff on top, right? Like add some fancy cameras or whatever the hell you want to do. But the idea that like they should just keep pumping out this gross skin on top of everything and hoping that like a vibrating speaker screen and uh, a special selfie cam is going to save them is just not going to work. So they should do something new. They just should. You got to try something. Like, I don't feel like they're trying anything that's anyway. So it's good. Like, like you said, it, it might be another rough year for LG. Mm. All right. Uh, in Sony news, Burtz is Burtz are still, yeah, he is still there. Burtz are this new Sony phone that is like this long. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I'm excited about a phone that's like 17 inches long and, and, and like stupidly like, doesn't even make sense but excites me on some level so um the guys at win future posted um images of phones called the xperia xa3 and xa3 ultra i believe and they're like 21 by 9 layouts so true like 21 by 9 like cinematic look in the display um i mean 
They look silly, but at the bottom, they have no bezel. So the screen comes all the way down into the bottom corners. And then up top, it kind of has a big forehead where they're sort of, yeah, where they're obviously putting like front camera and speaker and all that. But it's at least like a unique look. And then the back just looks kind of clean and minimal. And then they have the side fingerprint reader. Uh, the phone might be awkward to use. I don't know. I guess I just kind of am excited to see that Sony is doing something slightly different. It's certainly it's, different. Yeah. And so uh, this, these phones in particular are probably mid-range-ish. Snapdragon 660s and things like that. But if they're going to do this, like I don't know. It, I'm, I'm slightly excited. And Bircher's not even paying attention. Oh, the XZ4 is going to be the same. Oh, yeah. See, so if they go XZ4, which will be the flagship version, if it's the same styling, then I'm excited. And I'll never buy one because it won't come here. And if it does, it'll be too expensive and it'll come late and all of that stuff. But uh, I like I like it when people are trying to... It, I think it's better than foldable crap, possibly. Hmm. There's a take for you right there. Give me the long candy bar phone. Get rid of the foldable crap. That's a bad take. Yeah, it is probably <laughs> it is probably a really bad take, actually. Um, in Motorola news, the Moto G7 line is now official. Uh, there are like 17 models of the Moto G7. The G7, the G7 Plus, the G7 Power, and the G7 Play. Uh, the G7 Plus, which is probably the version you would want here in the U.S., is not coming to the U.S. because Motorola, that's what they do. So instead, we get the G7, G7 Power, G7 Play. None have NFC, so you're never going to make an NFC payment with these. Uh, they all run Snapdragon 632 processors. Uh, the Moto G7 Power is a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Unfortunately, it has a 720p display. Um, you know, they're more Moto G7 phones. What's kind of crazy is you look at the, the G8 and it's like notch that looks like it's from last year. Yeah, the Moto G7 totally has like the baby teardrop. Like why could LG not do this when Motorola is doing it with their mid-range G line? <clears throat> So I don't like I'm I used to get sort of excited about Moto G phones. I don't know what it is about this year's, but I have zero interest in even like barely talking about these phones. Is that weird? Like I mean, am I missing no. something? I kind of said on Twitter on my personal account like these things are underwhelming, and somebody was like, "Why? They're great!" And I just I'm like I don't I like I don't I don't, I don't get it. Like the prices have creeped up to three hundred bucks, I think, for the G7. They look remember like the, old phones. I mean, yeah, and remember they used to be like two hundred bucks, two twenty or something like that. Now it's like three hundred for this G seven, which still doesn't have NFC. They just like like they look. F- I mean, I guess it's they okay look to like, say they're boring phones. Yeah, they are. I just like nothing yeah. about them is interesting to me for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah, and I used to like the Moto G line. So anyway, yeah, you did. Well, what may be interesting though, which we were going to talk about when the show died a month ago, was the uh, Moto Razor making a comeback. Hell. This was like totally one of the top topics of the of the previous show we we're going to do. Uh, there is a rumor from the Wall Street Journal report, I should say, that Motorola is looking to bring back the Razer. And when we say that, we're talking like flip phone Razer, uh, possibly with like foldable display. So you have that iconic Razer look, fold, open, shut. This could actually be amazing. The one. Yeah, because if it folds open... You, it'll kind of probably have that 21 by nine styling of the Sony phone I just talked about, but it folds and it'll look like the old razor, which looked awesome at the time. This is uh now this is the news I'm here for. I mean, I'm sure it's <laughs> Lenovo that owns them. So I'm sure they'll screw it up and it'll, the rumor was it'll cost 1500 bucks or something if they make it. 
and they may only make like a limited amount. So it might be hard to get anyway. Uh, I also don't know that I believe that it'll fold flat, you know, like when things fold, they have like a curve at the back cause you can't just fold glass flat. Just, it will break. Right. So, uh, that'll probably be, it probably won't be as cool as like we think it is. Like there's a couple of, uh, concepts floating around these concept videos of this razor phone and they look great, but there's no way in hell they're any close to reality. Um, yeah, but this is exciting. Like this could be cool. Like bring back. Oh, I like it when companies bring back old stuff and like dramatically improve it, which this could be if they do it right. Well, what Motorola yeah. needs to do is launch a droid, bring back the droid mm. and uh, like make it mean something, you know, make it awesome again. So that's my opinion. <laughs> It's I wasn't funny. a huge Razor fanboy back in the day. Like I was, my I family. Didn't have one, yeah. yeah, I didn't have one. I had like just an old like you know Nokia. I played Snake on it. It was no big deal. Well, <laughs> but when the Razor was a big deal, I think even I was young enough that um, it was it was probably slightly ahead. No, I couldn't have been. I couldn't have been that young. I think I didn't want it because they were really expensive. Number one. But like it was at that time where I feel like I felt like I wanted a BlackBerry because I wanted something smarter than just a like expensive flip phone that looked kind of cool. Yeah. So I like I never yeah I didn't ever have one. So I don't actually have some emotional past attachment to it. I just think they I just thought they always looked cool and if they modernize it it could be a really cool looking phone. It could be. Yeah. We'll see. There's plenty of Razer fans out there. So there are some Razer fans. Uh, so quickly we ran a poll this week talking about Android Pie. Uh, we basically just wanted to know if your phone has it yet. And the reason we bring it up is because we've been talking about Samsung improving on Pi updates. Um, and last year, we also asked everyone around this time if their phone was running Oreo yet. And at the time, it was like 51% said no, they weren't even on Oreo yet, probably because they all own Samsung phones, right? Sheesh. Um, and our readers tend to lean more towards the Google side and even the OnePlus side now. Um, there's definitely lots of Samsung owners too, but it was like 51% said no. So we asked this year, partly because Google's stopped producing distribution numbers, so we don't even know like the percentage of people on Pi. Um, Google said there was something wrong with their software back in October and hasn't updated anything since. Uh, either way, so this year, uh, 57% say they're on Pi. So last year it was like 49%. This year it's 57. So that Samsung boost sure helped. We also have three versions of Pixel phones in the wild now that are all on Pi, right? We got the one, two, and three. And then there's some essential phone readers. And then there's one plus. The six has Pi, doesn't it? Six and six T. I think they both have Pi. Does yeah. The five and five T yet? No, just the six. That I don't and 60. know. So we've got some more phones on Pi. And then the Samsung thing probably certainly helped. But yeah, we're up to 57% of DL readers. Zachary Webb in the chat says your readership is deaf more update crazy man like it's always weird because people I feel like kind of judge us for how picky we are about updates but they got to understand we've been talking about phone updates for like a decade almost Almost a decade decade. now you know when the OG droid was coming out and those updates were trickling and you could flash them from 2.0 to 2.1 yeah Yeah. remember because the Nexus one launched a 2.1 and we were all pissed because we wanted it we've we've always been update centric Yes. So I guess we could change our name to updatelife.com, but like it's important. It's fun. You know, updates are the fun part about it, the new stuff. Yeah. So I don't mind being a little update crazy. Yeah. 
and all that. And we so. know our readership is definitely more update crazy. I, I mean, yeah. 57% of people on Pi is kind of nuts. Totally. Like, almost 60% of our readers are on Pi. Like, that's actually incredible. Because when that's Google awesome. finally does release or update their distribution numbers, it's going to be like... It'll be 2%. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> 2% of the world yeah. is going to be on Pi, and 60% of our readers are. So, yeah, our readers are, which is why we love them and why we talk so much about Pixel and OnePlus and updates and all of that stuff. So. Yeah, well, once they finally do update it, now that the Samsung is starting to roll out their Pi, I mean, Google may hold those numbers. They may be on a, a maintenance uh, at least until March when the notes start getting in and all that. So I, you could actually see Pi launch with a, a pretty healthy number, but that's because it's been six months. Uh, that It's been a long time since we've They're seen those numbers. Wait, so. Yeah, just gonna yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait till it's respectable. Uh, all right, so final topic then. We'll dump, jump into trivia. So Sprint is, uh, is suing AT&T. Oh. And they're suing AT&T because, as you guys all know, AT&T has been pushing 5G-E, 5G evolution, um, as, uh, you know, a big thing. And they're putting the logos now thing. on phones. And so a bunch of AT&T people think that uh, they have 5G. And Sprint says that they're they do. doing massive amounts of damage to them <laughs> and the future and the industry by telling everyone that 5G-E is on their phone now. That's uh, so ridiculous. Yeah, so Sprint is suing to stop them from doing it. Uh. Um, they also, I think, want money at some point, which, they, which will be determined later. They didn't have like an amount right up front. They said we'll determine it later, and they want like a trial by jury and stuff. Like Sprint's like <laughs> not messing around. Um, they even conducted some sort of survey, and uh, the survey said that 54% of respondents believe that 5GE is the same or better than 5G. Well, it's got the extra letter. It's got that extra letter. Uh, and then uh, 43% believe that if they buy a phone today from AT&T, it will be 5G capable, which is obviously not true. What's, it says 5G on the phone. What's the it's problem? True. It does say 5G on the phone. <laughs> I don't get this. Uh, it's 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 pretty wild. I mean, we've been dumping on AT&T since they started doing this, and rightfully so. Everyone should be because it's 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 a garbage move. It's um, but nasty. Yeah, but yes, Sprint it's said crazy. they will be irreparably harmed by 5G and they want them to stop. And AT and is going to fight them. And I mean, like AT and T, like the the statement they put out is just so bad. Um, <laughs> like 5G evolution indicator is there to let customers know that when they're in an area, they might have speeds up to twice as fast as standard LTE. But like, why can't you just call it 4G LTE plus? Like, why did you have to change the name to a technology that it's not? Like, that's what's so bad, right? Like, hmm. I, like if, you, if you've if you upgraded your network and you want to tell the people on your network that you've upgraded it, like, put a, like so with 5G, right, they're already calling their network 5G+. Plus. Like, AT&T doesn't have a normal 5G network. They have 5G-E, and then they have 5G+. Plus. So they're already, like, skewing the name when it comes to 5G. But, but so why couldn't they just call it 4G LTE+. Plus? Or 4G LTE times two. I mean, there's like multiple things cool. they could have done instead of misleading every. Like, it's actually really bad what they're doing, but uh, according to you, you can't prove that in a court. Hey, Sprint will prove it for me. <laughs> I'm really surprised it's not T-Mobile who like would pick up this mantle. I know they've commented on it and stuff, yeah. but like, why isn't John Ledger out there? Like, I'm personally suing because you know, he's he... gonna do the same thing probably. Yeah. Uh, 
I just you know sprint. They're talking about uh, damages and then what damage? Like you hurt you guys hurt yourselves more than anything. Like what was what is this? So sprint's just doing this because they they know they're going away pretty soon probably. Yeah. Five G E. I mean, it sounds cool. Sounds. Amazing. If I saw that on my phone, I'd be like, oh sweet, I got that. 5G E, that is legit. So yeah, see, I don't. It, you know. And it's unfortunate for like you because you use AT&T prepaid and you use unlocked phones, which will never have that 5G E logo. So you don't yeah. even get to experience it mentally that you might yeah. be on an upgraded tower. Like yeah. you are just on. Like this is also one of the arguments, right? Is like your phone is on the same tower as somebody else who's an AT&T customer, and your phone will never say 5G. 5G E, but theirs will, and they might look at you and go. Ha ha! Uh-huh. I'm on 5G, Tim, and you yeah. are not. And my then, iPhone gets 5G. Yeah, and then you do a speed test, and it's the exact same. Yeah, embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, that's all I got. Should we? Uh, should we give away some Aki headphones? Should we do a little trivia? Uh, some Aki B60s. I am so down. Oh, like stretch it out. <laughs> stretch it out. A little trivia dance. I need my color. Bring on my color. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Thank you all so much for joining. Oh, yeah, the lights are on. Light I like your show. So whenever I set this, it says, you know, seizure warning, be careful. Oh, and I'm God. like, all right, I'll be fine. <laughs> it is a little bright, but I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so if you are uh, new to us, uh, it's the end of the show. We do trivia just about every dang show. Uh, we have five questions, uh, just general tech android related whatever and uh we ask you to answer them in the chat live so if you're not listening live i'm sorry if you are listening live you should make sure you're on youtube and watching there because we will post the uh questions on the screen tim will read them aloud and the first person to answer correctly in the chat on the youtube page wins a prize which are aki b60 headphones B60s? you got it the B60s. Ear- earbuds i don't really like calling these headphones I'm with you on that. they are yeah. buds you're right so b60 yeah. earbuds from aki so five winners so we'll give away five of these bad boys you can only win once per show but you can win every week I mean, we've got people who win every week so it's trivia it's pretty simple question you answer in the chat you win prize if you're first and uh we just kind of look at our screen and let you know who we see as as uh being first yeah i suspect we'll see brett right i suspect we'll see eric ortiz <laughs> nick fisher is Ortiz here today? I'm pretty sure Eric Ortiz is. He's he's, uh, he's trolling lurking. around. He's lurking. He's pulling the van up right outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he is. Yep. Brett says we should ban Eric Ortiz <laughs> so he can have a shot at winning. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben Jacobs wins a lot too. I know. I, Eric Ortiz is Eric. Like a... I think Eric dipped. Oh, Nick I Fisher wins here, often man. too. It's a, it's a lot of the regulars. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for rejoining us after the uh, the month off. I know. We're sorry. Yeah. And Ben Jacobs, yes, you have one. I know all. Yep, uh, yep. Don't worry. All right, so I'm ready for question number one, if you're ready. All right, let's hope this works. Question Uh, number one is going up now. What year was the first Motorola Razor released? And we're talking that OG Razor, not these droid Razors. What year was the first Motorola Razor released? Released. Oh, that just took off. I saw it though. Oh, I saw it. Is that uh, Dave? Dave Bo Nine. Looking, 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 looking. Seeing Dave Bo. Yes. Okay. Dave so Bo Dave Bo Nine. Bo Nine. With the yes. correct answer of two thousand and four. Two thousand four. Dave Bo. There's like a couple of answers trickling in and it took off, but I got that as well. Yep, Dave Bo. Dave B O Nine. Dave Bo Nine. 
Okay, yeah. It, yeah, it took off quick, but yeah, Dave Bo. Congrats, Dave. Dave. Bo. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you won before. Hang around to the end. You're going to email Tim and work out how to get your prizes. So hang yes. around. Hang around. Right. Uh, winners cannot win again, but that's all right. Y'all still got four more chances <laughs> to win some sweet Aki B60 key series. Here, uh, Carlos Reyes, you did have the right answer, but on our screen, Dave was ahead of you. So apologies. All right. All right, question number two, please. Question number two going up now. What is the Galaxy S10's internal code name? So what is the Galaxy S10's internal code name? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Woo. Fish, no. <laughs> Tuna, no. Nope. Hmm. Nope. Oh, come on. Oh, exactly. There we go. I'm. Yep, yep. So, so each one... The beyonds are labeled, and for the S10, it's just beyond. Uh, let me let me verify this because I see beyond and beyond one, and I really I'm pretty sure it's just beyond, and not beyond one. Beyond one would be the S10 plus. Beyond two is the S10e. But let me double check because I would hate to get this wrong. <laughs> I don't want to look like an idiot out it's here. It's a battle between Zach Webb and Nick Fisher then. All right, hold on. I'm checking. <laughs> I have my sources. Just going to some random website. No. <laughs> uh, so who is it between, though? The people? Uh, Zach Webb and Nick Fisher. Zach Webb had Beyond One. Nick had Beyond. All right. Uh, I, I didn't realize that there was like three specific beyond names. I was just going to give one. it to Zach, but if you're saying like each model has its own version of beyond. Yeah. John Williams says, check Droid Life. I don't know that we've ever actually written up the code names for these. I think we, we have, um, but there was differing information. Uh, oh. But right now, I'm going to accept just beyond. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So just beyond, straight beyond. That's why I wrote it. I, I was I was pretty confident in the answer I was given. So I'm going with just beyond. So that means Nick Fisher. That means that means you just snubbed Zach Webb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh man, that's brutal. I'm going with just beyond. Zach, we'll hook you up with something. So hang around to the end of the show. Zach, all right, you get a prize too. We'll get, you, we'll get you a prize too, since we weren't uh, we weren't solid there with what we we're gonna. I was I, I didn't know there was all these versions of Beyond. And I blame myself for that one, but I'm pretty confident it's just Beyond. But then they started coming out with the numbers following Beyond, so it was very. It's been a little tricky. So bad question, my fault. Zachary Webb, you get a prize. All right, Nick Fisher, Zachary Everybody Webb. Gets prize. Okay, not everyone, but <laughs> the two of you. Okay, let's just move on. I hate that question. Question number three, please. Question number three going up now. What was the name? Not the code name, just the straight up name. What was the <laughs> name of the OnePlus phone that featured ceramic hardware? And we already uh, mentioned this in the show, so... Luke. Luke. Luke Citroniti? Yeah. Luke C- yep, Luke Citroniti with the correct answer of OnePlus X. Yeah, yeah we dropped that one in the show, so... Uh... You were listening earlier. Yep, Luke Citronini was quick with that. Yeah, he was. Plus X. Good job, Luke. Oh, that was a nice phone. Didn't really take off here in the U.S. It didn't have LTE, yeah. It was dead from the start. And no NFC, I don't think. Mm, Gosh. (laughs) All right. Question number four, please. All right, question number four going up now. 
Which OEM made the first Nexus device in 2010? Hmm. Again, which OEM made the first Nexus device in 2010? I mentioned this earlier. Codename Dream. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis Black with the correct answer of HTC with the Dream. Curtis Black. Nice job, Curtis. Was that the Dream? No, it was yeah. Nexus One. <clears throat> yeah, I don't even care. Nexus One was 2010. I'm over. I'm over code names. I'm never talking about code names <laughs> ever again. I hate them. Uh, it was the Nexus one, yeah. Curtis Black. All right, I got 2010. you. All right. Fifth and final question. Fifth and final question going up now. What does the I.O. in Google I.O. stand for? So we're looking for two words here. What does the I.O. in Google I.O. stand for? Evan Brown. What With is the, quickness. What is the code name of Google I.O.? <laughs> I know. Oh, I hate my life. Uh, <laughs> Evan Brown. Input. Evan Brown with the correct answer of input, output. He did spell uh, output wrong, but we're giving it wait, to you, Evan. He, oh, yeah. I'm not uh, out, out. And, yeah, he didn't mean to, I'm, Did I mean, he mean? Okay. He corrected himself shortly thereafter. I, I assume he knows. So, Evan Brown, we're giving it to you. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, <laughs> it's been a week or uh, almost a month off for us. We got a, a little rusty on the old trivia stuff. We'll get it. I'm accepting input out, out. <laughs> Evan Brown. So our winners again, Dave Bow 9 uh, Nick Fisher, Zachary Webb. You get extra credit. Uh, Luke Citroniti, Curtis Black, and Evan Brown with input out, out. Please email me and we will get you your prizes. ASAP Rocky style. Tim dropping that email in the chat right now. Email Indeed he is. And we will hook you up with uh, some Occube 60 earbuds. You say Bluetooth 5 in those? Yep, Bluetooth 5. Dope. That key series. How much do those cost if you just buy them? Uh, I think they're like 50, 60 bucks. Ooh. That's not bad. Nice. All right. All right. Yeah. So we have... Oh, can question two get... Oh, question five get two winners. <laughs> No, he meant, Evan Brown meant input-output. He knew what it was. He just, you know, we, we don't take spelling too seriously here. Sometimes we try not to. Yeah. <laughs> and technically, he only <laughs> he only spelled one letter wrong. So we're, I'm going to, and the O is right next to P. So out, out, I'm counting. There's no double winners here <laughs> because it wasn't my thing. Anyway. Oh, man. Too funny. Oh, it's been a long day with this whole thing coming back, but I'm really happy we did it. Yeah, good to be back. We will. Uh, we will probably. I mean, this worked. Nothing crashed. We. I'll try to work on uh, getting Beyond. our audio just a little bit better. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're back. We should be back next week. In fact, the setup we have now is even easier than it was previously. So. Uh, yeah. and I actually the computer behind me now is set up as the backup in case this computer happens again. Doesn't happen again. Like we shouldn't have any excuses not to. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth, first time watching live. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. Welcome and goodbye. <laughs> You're just like I'm done. I'm so I'm done. done. Uh, I'm gonna go play some Apex Legends. I'm getting <laughs> out of here, man. I'm blowing this joint. Tim's just done the, the, the code name question. He's just, he's just done. I uh, threw me off. I don't like that. Don't <laughs> like errors. Don't like mistakes. All right. Well, uh, 
we'll we'll let Tim think about that and and feel sorry about it for uh, the rest of the day. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this was uh, episode. 195. We'll be back next week. Big week next week. Galaxy S10. We'll have plenty to talk about there. And we'll have a show next Friday. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.